all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Houdat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So, the Saints getting ready for this game against the Colts as this season is starting to come to an end, especially this regular season playoffs. Obviously, the Saints will be in them. We know that they will be a top three seed. And uh, just depending on basically how these games fall out, these last three games for really four teams, obviously the Saints, and they're going to have to win out to really get, uh, to me, any buy, they're going to have to win out. And it's very possible. I think the Colts, the Saints are catching them at the right time. They are not playing good football. Then it's kind of the opposite where the Saints are catching the Titans at a the worst time for the Saints. A really good time for the Titans as they're playing amazing football. And the Panthers to finish out the season, Saints are also catching them, to me, I think, at a good time as they're just transitioning coaches. And they kind of fell off. And I don't think that they will pose so much of a threat to the Saints. But... I think the Saints have to finish 3-0, and um, that's going to be interesting. Then you're obviously going to be looking at the 49ers. Obviously, they're the one seed right now, so they're the team you have to, to catch, basically. The Saints could have caught them last week um, when they played them. They couldn't. Saints lose in a heartbreaker. We all know that. We don't really have to talk about it um, as much until we get into our preview of the Colts game, as obviously we want to see a lot of things fixed going into that. But I do want to start off with this playoff kind of picture, and then we'll get into our notes um, for the Saints versus Colts, and then, you know, intriguing matchups, and group-by-group group preview, as we always do. But the 49ers are that one seed, and you look at their schedule, they start off with Atlanta at home. I don't expect Atlanta to pull off the upset, but if they do, obviously the Saints are going to be rooting for them. Maybe, I mean, look, you look at the, the Falcons, they are playing better football of late, and they've won um, a lot of games in the division. Now, obviously, this is a different animal, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the 49ers coming off of a few tough games. And uh, this is kind of that easy trap game because they have a few tough ones to finish off the season with two division opponents. So this is kind of the trap game for them. I'd watch out for that game, but I think um, the, the 49ers do win that one. Then your final two games are going to be at home versus the Rams and then on the road at Seattle. So that's a tough last two games. I think they split them. I don't think they finish as the one seed. I think they actually lose to the Seahawks and they will fall into the five seed. Green Bay, another, they have a little easier schedule, but they still got to play two division games. And I think this one at home versus the Bears, I think they're going to lose. I think the Bears are playing much better football. They're galvanizing um, around this defense. Mitchell Drubisky is playing much better football. They've won three straight. I think it's a perfect kind of just show me opportunity for them. And they can still get into the playoffs for sure because they play the Vikings again, and then the Vikings have to play the Packers. So that could really, and then if, if the Bears went out, the Vikings lose. Um, two out of the three, which would um, really only mean for the Bears, they only have to lose one because then they play the Vikings. So the Bears can get into the playoffs pretty easily. So to me, I, I think they're going to be so motivated to play this game. And I think they're going to beat the Packers. I think the Saints will beat the Colts. We'll get into obviously the whole thing later. And I think the Saints would slot up into that two seed going into next week. Who do the Packers play after that? Then they play the Vikings. It's going to be another tough game for them. And then they finish off the season, I believe, um, against the, not, uh, the Lions, I believe, or a team that, um, yeah, I think it's the Lions. And that's not going to be an easy game. It's still in the division, but they'll probably win that. So I think they'll go 2-1. I think San Fran goes 2-1. But 
The big thing here is going to be Seattle. And Seattle, I, I do think when you're looking at it here, they play their last home game this weekend against the Panthers, which they probably will beat the Panthers. I don't think they're playing very good football. And then they play at home both games. And you're expecting them to beat the Cardinals and you're expecting them to beat, to me, I think they can easily beat the 49ers. And the 49ers, I think, and then as I predicted, they're going to lose that game. I think Seahawks won. Now put the Saints in the one seed. So the Saints obviously have a clear path to the one seed because I don't think that these schedules for all the other contenders are so easy. I don't think Green Bay is for real also. And I think San Francisco, very good team, and they're going to probably win their next two. Seattle's another really good team. I think they win their next two. And I think the winner of that game, I, I just think Seattle at home, I'll give them the victory. Saints win out. Saints get the one seed. That would be the Saints' clear path. And I'm, I'm predicting that to happen. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Saints fan. I just think it's possible. I mean, you're looking at these two teams with the 49ers and Seahawks. They're going to go at it. And that last game is going to be Sunday night, and it's probably... Look, you're looking at the the 49ers, who, to me, they are a great team. They beat the Saints. To me, they outplayed the Saints, and they just, just did enough to win. And the Saints just didn't, and they just didn't make the right play at the right time. And look, that happens sometimes, and for the Saints, it usually happens in the playoffs. This time it happened in the regular season, so you're hoping that maybe they just got that loss off of them. Who knows? But the, C, the, the Seahawks and the 49ers, both are great teams. And who's going to win that game? And the Seahawks, they're the team, I think, at home. They're more dominant at home. They beat them on the road already. And I know it was because of a missed field goal and everything, but they still beat them. And it's going to be just a really good game. And the Seahawks don't look that good. They lost to the Rams. Or maybe the Rams are coming up and they're playing good football and they sneak into the playoffs. Really, really interesting. I think how this um, NFC picture finishes out, I do not see um, how the Saints, to me, don't get into the second seed. I just, To me, I don't think Green Bay is that good. And they only beat the Redskins by five points at home. I think the Bears are playing much better football of late. They have a great defense, and they've shown it of late. And you have Mitchell Trubisky not losing you games. So I think that the Bears pull off this upset, and I think they're going to go to Lambeau and win, which would, I think, for me, that would put the Saints, I think, if that happens, I think the Saints are in. I think my plan's going to be fully in place. Now, I know it's all speculation, but... The Saints just can't end up in that three seed, and that's to me, that would be really hard. Now, look, is it possible? I guess if all these teams win out, it's possible. But also, the Saints may not win out. And they, I could see them losing at uh, Tennessee. I mean, hopefully it's not the case. I mean, you, know, you always play a division game week 17. The Saints have to win out. And I think if the Saints win out, they're going to get the two seed. I, I just don't see three teams all going undefeated. And that's kind of what they would have to do. Um, or whatever, two, two out of the three teams, because obviously one of them play each other. But you're really hoping that San Francisco would then um, lose that game, and you're hoping uh, Seattle would win, because then the Saints would jump into the uh, two seed at least. And Green Bay, I just they have not played good football. And look, I know they're slugging it out, and they're winning games, and that's great. Um, a lot of people said that about the Saints earlier in the season. I just don't think that they're that good, and then they play two really tough division games. There, I just would be extremely surprised if they win both. I just two tough games, tough, tough. Because the NFC North are just it's such a tough division, and the Packers are a great team, and um, you know they're gonna, especially with Rodgers, you're scared of them for sure. But I just do not see them winning both of those games. And if they do, they do, and then they're gonna be probably a two or one seed, and the Saints would be left out. But what cannot happen is that the Saints end up thirteen and three, and in the three seed again, just like two thousand eleven. Cannot happen, and I think. Look, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. The Saints can play on the road. The Saints, to me, if they play one road game, fine. I think they could win one. 
when you're going into playing now two road games, especially when it's Lambeau and Seattle, or Lambeau and Santa Clara, not good. I think that Saints fans know that. I think Sean Payton knows that, and he knows the Saints have to win these next three games. If the Saints win these next three games, two out of three will not be in the playoffs. You're really, I, I think the Saints are set for those for that buy, and I think the Saints need that buy. And they've had a lot of injuries over the last a few weeks. And, like, every team has injuries. So I'm not going to say, like, the Saints, oh, they've had these bad injuries this season. No, they have. But now they have, you know, you have Drew Brees. It like if Drew Brees was out for the season and they lost Davenport and they lost Rankins and, let's say, Kamara was out long-term, then I'd be like, yeah, the Saints got really hurt by the injury bug. But it's kind of regular. And uh, it is what it is at this point. The good news is I think Drew Brees is playing his best ball right now. And uh, he's kind of hit his stride going into the playoffs. And I think going into this game, I think we'll really see if he can put two really great games up there. I, I, if Drew Brees is playing at this level, this offense is this good, you're just hoping the defense could just stop a team with two minutes to go. And the Saints probably, if they do that, they're going to win playoff games, big playoff games. And they're going to, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl if you have the Saints offense playing at that level. If the Saints offense is playing at that level, you have Drew Brees playing at that level, Michael Thomas is uh, hidden in all cylinders, you have Kamara hopefully can turn it around. You just expect in that one game he can just pop off. And the Saints would need that. That would be great. And then... You know, you have Cook then, and then hopefully you're expecting Traquan and Ginn, who made big catches last week. All that can happen, the Saints will make a run at this playoffs. But right now, you're looking at this playoff picture, and obviously you're scoreboard watching. You have to be. But you're looking at these top two teams in uh, San Francisco and Green Bay right now, and you're like, the odds that both of them, both of them, go undefeated are pretty low in my mind. And uh, I don't know the exact odds. I mean, obviously you can probably, you know, do all that on, like, the playoff machine, which I was obviously playing with. And... I think both of those teams, there's a lot of division games in there. And division games, it's tough to win all these division games in a row. Packers play three in a row. Uh, San Fran plays two out of three. Seattle, they play two out of three. Saints play only one. I think that's going to be probably the difference when looking at it. Likeliest option, I'm going to go Saints in the two seed. Second likeliest, Saints in the one seed. Third likeliest is everyone wins out and then ends up in the three seed. And uh, that would obviously be the worst. I guess one more likely above everyone wins out in the Saints in the three seed. I think that the Saints lose a game. I think that's more likely than everybody winning out. And, uh, yeah, but that's just what I believe in. The Saints just got to take care of their business. And I think, obviously, you're going to start off with the Colts on Monday night. So let's get into these notes. Then we'll go into our intriguing matchups and then finish off with our group-by-group preview. Starting off with some notes here, the Saints are favored by nine points, have a 71.6% chance to win in this one. It's going to be in the Dome. The Saints are 5-2 and two at home, which is not that good, not as good as they usually are. But uh, you've look, that, that Falcons game is going to come up big, and we all know it's going to happen. And uh, it's just tough. It's just very tough. And I'm not even mad. I'm not like, oh, the Saints lost to the 49ers. You're like, well, I mean, like, you're going to lose to some good teams, and, you know, that's why teams don't go undefeated. And the Saints only have three losses right now, so you're like, okay, you're fine. But you could have two easily if you just took care of business against a really bad Falcons team this year. Now, who knows? Maybe San Fran, they have a bad game at home, and they lose to the Falcons, and you're like, wow. Well, maybe the Falcons are just, you know, good against these good teams. But the Falcons have talent, but it's just as the tough loss, and I think that would come back to hurt them. But they are 5-2 and two at home. Drew Brees is three touchdowns away from breaking Peyton's record, two from tying. So I think he's going to get it done on Monday night. And I don't think Brady will break it before him on Sunday. So I think that Drew Brees will have this record and he'll have the, his time. And it'll be another good night. And I think that would propel the Saints to a victory. Michael Thomas is 23 catches away from Marvin Harrison's record. I think he's going to get it. And I don't think it'll be this week. Obviously, he's not going to get 23 catches. I don't think it'll be the next week after that. I think in the final final week he'll get it. And uh, I, I think that's the—he's just—everyone he, knows what Michael Thomas does. And 
Uh, the Saints offense, if they if Michael Thomas has stopped ever, you're just like, damn, <laughs> then then the Saints are in trouble. But right now he's every game he's been just all reliable and catching nine balls, catching over 100 yards, and and he's been able to catch touchdowns of late. So I think that's really good. There, Indianapolis have lost five of six. The Saints have won only three of five. So I think that's kind of interesting when looking at those two teams. The Saints, not that they have ever hit a rough patch, but they've definitely, I mean, it's really that loss to the Falcons to me. That was kind of the outlier in this whole season. And uh, it just reminds me a lot of the 2011 season. But that's kind of what it is. The Colts, they're coming off five of six losses. And uh, look, they've not looked good. Everyone knows that. When you're looking at uh, them right now, it's it's just like, yeah, it's not. I mean, look, they've obviously lost Angela coming into the season. But they started 5-2. and two, And they've lost, I mean, they lost the Dolphins in that stretch. They lost some division games. But uh, it just showed that they're not for real. And look, now can they come in here and beat the Saints? I think so. They have the talent to. But I, I just don't see it at this point. And... Brissett is not playing as good as he did. Um, T.Y. Hilton probably will play in this one, which I think will be um, a big matchup for the Saints. But he hasn't been there of late, so they've really had no targets here. I mean, like Marcus Johnson, Zach Paschal, Dontrell Inman. This is not that good. I mean, you have uh, Jack Doyle, which is uh, good, but then you have Eric Ebron um, on IR. So th- th- I think this one's really going in the Saints' direction. It's a really good get-right game for the Saints. And uh, obviously, two uh, good teams don't lose two games in a row, so I think the Saints... We'll probably have to continue that into this one. And then a really big stat was from last week was you have um, Traquan Smith and Ted Ginn combining for six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. They were they were contributors in this one, and that was big. Ted Ginn made some big third-down catches, and if he could hold on to those balls and make some huge catches for the Saints down the stretch in the playoffs, that would be huge. And that's why I think, I mean, look, as much as I made fun of Ted Ginn, or I think everyone really has kind of knocked him, the one thing that he's really good at is he stepped up in this whole Saints career. He stepped up in big moments. And the playoffs, he stepped up. In big games, he stepped up. And I think he's probably going to have to do that this playoffs if the Saints um, want to go all the way. And he stepped up. You showed, he showed that he could. I mean, four catches, 50 yards. And you're like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But a few of those catches were on third downs, no big drops. Good job by Ted Ginn there. And then Traquan catching the big touchdown at the end of the game. That, to me, is really good. To have these wide receivers um, just contribute, even if it's only, what, three catches, 30 yards, or four catches, 50 yards. You're, you're, to me, it's that's kind of what you want to see. There, the Saints are now the fifth um, best offense per points in the league, but they're also the only the 16th best defense now because you just have this awful performance. Saints lose Sheldon Rankins and, and Marcus Davenport this season. Huge losses. They do sign Noah Spence, so that's going to try to help them there. And they also signed Ty McGill, and he'll be coming in here probably giving the Saints some depth with the um, defensive tackle. Noah Spence, I believe he has like seven and a half sacks um, in his career. He had one good rookie season. Not good, but he was okay. And then he just fell off because of injuries, and that's kind of just like a tough break for him. Maybe he can have a, a revitalized career with the Saints. He was a high draft pick second round, played for Ohio State. Kind of a safe player that the Saints would get. Um, I feel like they get a lot of those kind, kind of guys that maybe falter a little from Ohio State, bring them in. A, you know, they play with their teammates now, and you're like, that's kind of the same thing with Spence, so we'll see what happens with him and again i just think that in this game what's going to be big for the saints is that if the saints obviously have to fix a lot of defensive issues which you're hoping cam jordan gets back you're hoping that you have guys step up from opposite cam jordan with Tranders, and he's gonna have to step up and he's gonna have to play in this game and uh, he's not to play basically every game because if they don't have trey hendrickson this week you don't have davenport you don't have hendrickson then you're looking at carl granderson spence so i mean not like granderson's been bad but how (laughs) first of all how big is that um, undrafted free agent signing looking out to be and keeping him because he was about, he was going to be like a fifth round pick. The whole legal stuff happens, but he's you know gets out and he's ready to play. And 
Um, that was obviously a really big move from Mickey Loomis. And again, I, I think when you're looking, obviously you have Mario Edwards, who's probably going to have to split out for basically now the whole time. And I mean, he was, I mean, he's been like that kind of interior and exterior guy. Now he's going to play the end the whole time now. So we'll see what happens. I really hope Hendrickson plays. I think he's really coming to his own this year. And um, he's been having that nice third year jump. Now you're hoping that he can come in here and play. The injury doesn't really falter him. But you want to keep him healthy. But I think you want to see the Saints get pressure. And you want to see them succeed on the back end. Because now the Saints are going to have to. You won't get as much pressure as you did before. So that means you're going to have to really play better on the back end. That means Lattimore is going to have to play to his full potential. You're going to need Guy Apple to play to his full potential. And then you're going to need these safeties to start balling out again like they did before last week. So I think that's going to be really important in this game. One last thing, the Saints are, I was just looking into these stats, the Saints are really good with the turnover differential this season, top four in the league, and uh, they have the least um, giveaways this season, so that's also really good. I just want to add that in there, and uh, especially against Brissett, who has been a little turnover happy of late, that can be a big um, thing for this um, game here. So before we get into our intriguing matchups and group-by-group preview, here's a word from our sponsors over at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts, end games, to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program a really great app so definitely check vivid seats out they really know what they're doing and i always go there when i'm looking for saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the new york area it's just really a good place to go welcome back into the Houdat discussion and now we are going to get into our intriguing matchups and then also our group by group preview so starting off with our first intriguing matchup it's going to be Darius Leonard versus Alvin Kamara and you're looking at Alvin Kamara he hasn't played good of late now we all know that and the Saints are going to have to get him going I think if they're again if the Saints are going to be really full full charged ready to go going into this playoffs you want to see Alvin Kamara back to his regular self because if you have Kamara hitting on all cylinders you have Mike Thomas playing at an MVP level you have Jared Cook coming into his own you don't even need another receiver and let's say you have Ted Ginn making some clutch catches it's gonna be tough to beat and you have Latavius Murray running angry gonna be really tough to beat so how are the Saints going to um you know get this done here the Saints need to get Kamara going so how are they going to do that and it's going to be tough. Now, look, you're looking at Darius Leonard. He's obviously he won Rookie of the Year last year. He's a playmaker. We all know that. How will the same looking at this year? He's got 57 solo tackles. He's got five sacks, four interceptions, and he's a linebacker. He's a playmaker. We all know that. He's got two forced fumbles this season. He's a playmaker, but Kamara is also a playmaker. At least he used to be a playmaker. So I think when you're going to get the this one-on-one match, because you probably get it a lot, 
First of all, I think coming out of the backfield, Kamara's going to have to make a miss a few times. And Kamara has made really good linebackers miss this year. Not even like you're looking at, oh, last year or the year before. He has made linebackers miss this year. Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers in the league, missed a ton of tackles on him in week three. Hopefully we can see that again. And how are the Saints going to do that? Give him the option routes. Give him those choices. I've seen the Saints, what they have done of late is they have done the swing passes out to him, which is going to be a little tougher for him to get open and shed guys. You have them have these option routes. Now, look, I know they may um, double cover, but maybe they'll stop double covering it and giving that bracket coverage. And if they do that, then you give it to Mike Thomas on the one-on-one. But most likely, they'll be bracketing Michael Thomas, and then that will give you the one-on-one opportunity with Kamara and Leonard. And have Kamara read it and win. And give um, Drew Brees, give him the throw, and then he's in separation, he's in space, he's ready to go. That's the way you get him in the passing game. Not the swing passes, not the screens. Screens also could help, but the Saints haven't been as good in the screen, screen game this year. So how to get him in space? Have that option. It's going to be one-on-one. Have him read the field like he does so good. If it's in, it's out. That's how, you, that's how the Saints are going to do it. And I think that would be really big. Now against the run, or in the running game, you want to see him run off the tackles. He's the best at that. You do not want to see the pitch plays where he has to run it all the way around. You don't want to see him really run through the gut. You want to see him run it through between the, the left tackle and left guard and the right guard and left tackle. That's where he's the best at zone running game. That's what you want to see from Kamara. And that's how the Saints will get him going. And this matchup's going to be huge. Darius Leonard is a playmaker. We all know that. He's going to probably make a few plays on Kamara, but Kamara's got to get up and he's got to be able to make a miss a few times as well. And the Saints, to have been giving him the touches, to me, it's just not in the right spot. The Saints should stop the swing pass until we get Kamara into his full. It's just not a good play. Get him in space. Get him above the line of scrimmage, forward, have him moving north and south already, and that's how the, that's how they're going to get him going. That's how they're going to make some really big plays. You want to see him in space, and then, and especially in the zone running, get him running north and south. That's what you want to do. And I think then he'll make guys miss a good ahead of steam, and then you see the great Kamara. And I think that's going to be a huge match in this one. If the Saints cannot get Kamara going, it's like, when is it going to happen? And it may never happen at this point. I mean, people are saying that about the Saints offense. When are they going to hit their full potential? Now, I think they did last week, and it happened. But now we got to see Kamara make his full potential. So now on to our second matchup, and that is going to be um, our D-line versus that great Colts offensive line. Now, the Colts offensive line is probably as good as the Saints. You have uh, Casanzo, Quentin Nelson, who's been really good, Ryan Kelly, who's been good, Brandon Smith, and Glasnowski there. And they're going to try to run on that left side. I mean, they've been really successful in it with Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins. I mean, they have a really deep uh, running, back, running back group, and I think they always run it off that left side. And that's why I want to see, um, you have, obviously, Cam Jordan. I want to see him on the left side, and then I want to see either a Malcolm Brown on the left side or a Shy Tuttle, who's played really good. That's why I kind of want to see the stop of the run. On the other side, you still have um, Trey Hendrickson, and then you're looking at guys like David Onyemata, who are also really good at stopping the run as well. Maybe you put David Onyemata over there, who's been a good run stopper. So again, I think it's going to be really interesting to look at this matchup. I think the Saints could win it. And the one thing is when I saw Davenport out for the year and then Rankins, I was like, well, if you're going to have two starters go down at any group, you would like to have it at the defensive line here. And the Saints have a really deep defensive line. And to me, they had like six, seven starters that would start on other teams. That's what you kind of want to see there. And look, it's bad, and obviously you don't want to see that, but the Saints have depth there, and I don't think it would hurt them, and it won't hurt them to me as much as them losing Kiko Alonso and A.J. Klein. And it seems like A.J. Klein would hopefully, and he's going to play in this one, Kiko Alonso, we don't really know. When you're looking at the Saints' injury report, um, I believe he didn't practice 
And um, you have AJ Klein, who I know for a fact did practice. Yeah, Kiko Alonso did not practice. So he's probably, according to, I, f- I think it was um, John Hendricks or Brian Bienemy. I think it was Bienemy. And he said um, basically that AJ Klein's probably going to play this week. And then you're going to have um, uh, Kiko Alonso probably not play this week and he'll be ready for next week. So I think that's going to be interesting. So you're hoping you get one of those guys back. And uh, I think that will also help them stop the run as well. But the Saints defensive line has to start getting pressure. Um, without these guys, and I think, look, last week was tough. It's your first game without them. I mean, obviously, you're not schemed with them. Now you're scheming um, without them, so I think I think they will be able to rough up this offensive line a little bit, stop the run, and then also get to Jacoby Brissett a little bit, and I think they would win that matchup. I think the likeliness of the Saints winning that matchup more than the AK matchup, I'll take the second matchup instead of the first if I had to choose. If, I, if, I, if you were going to tell me one of them was going to be a win for the Saints, I'd take the second one there and then moving on to our third and final intriguing matchup ty hilton versus the saints secondary the saints struggle with guys like ty hilton the fast guys that can run streak routes that can run um the deep routes looking at debo samuel last week they struggled and uh manuel sanders and uh that's kind of the player that ty hilton is and i think it's gonna be interesting obviously for this matchup ty hilton's gonna be a little hurt coming into this one but he's gonna play and you gotta give him to Lattimore. let Lattimore go one-on-one with hilton not lock him down and then that's it Put Lattimore on him. And I think if Dennis Allen doesn't, you're going to hear me on Monday or Tuesday. Whenever I do this, Tuesday, obviously, it's a Monday game. So you're going to hear me on Tuesday. Be like, why isn't Dennis Allen putting him one-on-one? I trust Marcus uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know if I trust Eli Apple as much. I don't know if I trust P.J. Williams as much. So I would really like to see just put him one-on-one. And I think that T.Y. Hilton will be stopped. And I think it will be a good matchup. T.Y. Hilton's a great receiver. But I want to see that one-on-one matchup. And I think it will be really important in this game so now let's move over into our group by group preview starting off with our quarterbacks then we'll go through our skill position players o-line switch it over to the d-line do um, linebackers and then secondary and then we'll finish off with special teams and coaching so now starting with the qbs drew Brees versus jacoby Brissett. well this is how i'll say it drew Brees is going for the touchdown record in this one jacoby Brissett, this is his first year really starting full out so so drew Brees is obviously your pick here. I don't know if I have to get into it as much, but I, what I will talk about is Bree's importance to this team. If he can get going, if he, so the Saints, let's say last year, okay, everyone's saying Drew Brees kind of fell off, and everyone's like, okay, fine, but like this year he'll be fine, whatever, whatever. That's what all the Saints players were saying. Everyone was saying that, and then obviously you have guys like Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman saying, he's done, he's washed up, that is, whatever it is, whatever they're going to say. So this year he gets hurt for five games, and now you're seeing him come into his own in December, not get worse in December like last year. That could be the key to the Saints season. And if he can, like last year, let's say they said he was falling off a cliff. If this year they're saying he's a resurgent and ready to go, that's a huge storyline for Saints fans to look at as if you can get Drew Brees at the top of his game in the playoffs, which we probably hasn't seen in the playoffs probably since 2011. The last time we saw Drew Brees at the top of his game in the season, he's hitting his stride, his best football was played in the playoffs, probably was 2011. Even that 2013 playoff run, it wasn't the best. So 2000 and 2017 did great in the Minnesota Miracle, but had a really bad first half in that game. And against the Panthers, look, I know they put up 30 over 30 points, but I don't think they played their best football by any means. Last year, I think we could all say that that Eagles game and that Rams game was not Drew Brees' best football. So if we can get Drew Brees' best football in December, in January, and hopefully in February... That's where the Saints are really going to succeed, and that's why you can bank on this team winning. And that's why a lot of people still have hope in the Saints team, is because you have number nine slinging it at the top of his game right now. 
So hopefully that will continue and the 49ers game wasn't just an anomaly. So I think we'll see that, but that's obviously really big. Moving over to the skill position players, I'll take the Saints as well. I think these teams are kind of similar in the way that they play, in the way that um, their kind of depth charter step uh, set up. They obviously want to run the ball. They have good old lines. Now, obviously, the quarterback's completely different. They have that number one receiver with T.Y. Hilton and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is basically just the Saints are a step above and everything. Now, they have a great running back group. I think I'll take the Saints running back group. They have a good tight end with Jack, Jack Doyle. I'll take uh, Jared Cook if he plays in this one. He was limited on Thursday. We're recording this on a Friday, so we'll obviously update you guys on the injury report as it comes out on Twitter. So, again, looking at the Colts and their skill position players, the Saints are kind of, I think they're, but I think they're a step above. And it's very similar. You can kind of compare, but Saints are a step above in basically everything. So I think I'm not really going to get into it as much. Now, obviously, I want to see Kamara. We already talked about that. I want to see him really take that next step. I want them to give it to Murray more, though, too. And, uh... I think it's kind of it's going to be a tough balance, but that's why Sean Payton is one of the best offensive coaches in this league, if not the best. You want to see him hit that balance perfectly, where you have Kamara. You're not force feeding Kamara, and especially if Murray's playing good, you're not force feeding Kamara. But you're able to get his touches and to get his um, just his momentum going. <laughs> Maybe it's just hitting the end zone once. And I, I would want to see the Saints give it to Kamara in the red zone. They haven't in a while, so I'd like to see that there. So moving over to our O line here, I'm going to give it a push. Our O-line, I think, if Pete plays, maybe you want to give the edge to the Saints, but that'll be yet, yet to be seen. So, again, they have a great left side of their line. Probably the best in the league with the left. Their center's good with Ryan Kelly. Glasnowski is good, and Smith is good. They have a good offensive line, and they're going to try to run behind it. They're going to try to slow this game down. And uh, they have a great O-line. They'll be able to do that. The Saints O-line, on the road, they try to do the same thing. Control the game, stop, slow it down, and that's how they're able to get wins. So, similar, right? I just think that, and I'm going to put them a push here because both of them are really good. I think they're going to try to play different types of games with the Saints at home. The Saints, are, I think, are going to be a little more air raid. I think the Colts are going to really try to slow this game down. And they're going to see uh, whoever wins at the line of scrimmage more, I think, especially with the, with the Saints' um, defense, may win this game. If the Saints control the Colts' um, offensive line, there's no shot they win. It's going to be an easy blowout. If they can control the Saints' offensive line, it'll be a close game late, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you can get the win, but... Again, that's something to look out for. Most likely, Jacoby Brissett, if it gets into a shootout or a shootout-type game, the Saints will just run away with it because Jacoby Brissett is not even Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're looking at Kyle Shanahan is not. Um, now, Frank Reich's a good coach, but Kyle Shanahan's offensive mind is probably better than uh, Frank Reich there. But, again, he's a good coach, but I- I'll-, I'll take the um, the this push here, but I'll probably just, in the flow of a game, you may see the Saints' offensive line show out more. But I'll take the push there. Moving over to the D-line, I'll take the Saints. Look, they still, even with these injuries, I'll take the Saints. Now, with the Colts have Justin Houston. He has nine sacks. He's had a good year. Excuse me there. Um, he's had a good year. But the Saints have Cameron Jordan, who's had a better year with 13 and a half sacks. And that's kind of like the guy that's anchoring their team here. And I think Cam Jordan's done a better job, and he's really anchored the group. And after that, you have a few guys that, you know, if you're looking at, you know, if you're just a Saints fan just looking at the Saints, you really haven't heard of. I mean, you have Grover Stewart, who to me is a player that he's definitely just kind of a role player. Only he's got two sacks. He's been able to stop the run pretty well, but he is definitely no um, you know, great player by any means. You have on the other uh, defensive tackle there, three tech is Dennis Autry. He has three and a half sacks, a little better there, but still 
he's and he's not as good as a run stopper, but he's still a pretty good player. And then or Denico Aldry, I'm sorry there. And then their outside guy is Jabal Sheard, and he's a player that's had only three and a half sacks. And he's kind of just look, he's not bad. You probably can compare him to a Trey Hendrickson type player. So again, that's kind of where they're at. Saints, on the other hand, I think Onyemata is a better better player than their um, interior. And now Shai Tuttle and Malcolm Brown are playing. I'll take them instead of their interior. Then I would probably tie Trey Hendrickson. And they also have Al-Kadim Mohamed, former Saint. And he's been a player that's been a little of a, a contributor for them with one sack. But again, I think that when looking at it, you're looking really, I think the Saints have the edge here. I think, again, even with their um, probably two out of the best three um, linemen there are out, the Saints' depth is amazing, and I think they're still better there. Moving over to the linebackers, I'm going to give it a push in this one if Klein plays. If Klein does not play, and I'm just assuming Kiko doesn't play, if Klein does not play, I'll give the edge to the Colts. Saints got crushed last, last week in the linebacking department. No one really played well. Craig Robinson, to me, made the most plus plays for the Saints. That's why he was my standout player, but he also made a ton of negatives, but so did the whole team. So I think that's kind of something to look at. But if you have AJ Klein plays, that means you only have to play Craig Robinson kind of in that on that third role, and the Saints play a ton of nickel, so he's not playing as much on the field. If he doesn't play, you're probably going to look at a very similar thing that what happened last week. So AJ Klein, I think this is the first time I think any Saints fan has said this, any podcaster. I think he's the key to this group, and he may be the key to the Saints defense. And uh, as any everyone coming into the season was ragging on him, saying he's not good, he's played really good this season, and it showed last week. So. Again, I think if A.J. Klein plays, the Saints have the edge. If he does not, I'll give it to the Colts, who obviously have Darius Leonard, who's that show-out player, but so is Demario Davis. So they, to me, they kind of X out there. And then you have Anthony Walker and Matthew Adams, which to me are obvious. They're kind of like, to me, I would um, I would equate them to a A.J. Klein type player, a Kiko Alonso. I'd say that's kind of where they are. And to me, that's, I mean, the way the, the Saints linebackers are playing, now they're pretty good, but to me, they're just no... You know, like, I'm just like this, these amazing players, they're just kind of role players. So that's kind of where they are at there. So if Klein plays, give the edge, to the, give a push. If the um, Klein doesn't play, give the edge to the Colts. Their secondary, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints as bad as they played. You're hoping that they can come back. And you're looking at the Colts here as you have Malik Hooker, who's a really good at free safety. But I think Marcus Williams has played to the level of Hooker this season besides last week. So I think, you know, hopefully, I think they kind of just X each other out. Then their two cornerbacks are really nothing special here, and I think Michael Thomas will be able to rip them up. Pierre Desir and Kenny Moore, the second. Look, they're just—they're no lockdown corners. Let's put it that way. And they've had trouble with stopping um, opposing teams' secondaries. Jameis Winston completely um, tore them up before he got hurt. Now, again, I'm hoping that this—the uh, Saints secondary can bounce back, get the win. They have the talent there, and I'll pick them because of that. But if the Saints uh, secondary plays like they did last week. You just then you're coming back on Tuesday and you're like, well, what's happened to the secondary? But hopefully that game was just a one game anomaly or anomaly. I'm sorry there um, for that mispronunciation. But um, I'm hoping that the Saints their talent comes over and you have Lattimore playing at a high level. Eli Apple kind of bounces back. To me, he kind of needs a big play to really get him going again. And I think he's that type of player, that streaky player, and he really run, runs on emotion. So I think the Saints would benefit from that. Special teams coaching, I'll take the same special teams, and I'll take uh, Sean Payton over Frank Reich. Now, Frank Reich is a player that, as a coach, that has been very good, and he's came in here and done a really good job. Sean, um, still, Sean Payton didn't have the best coaching game last week, 
but he still put up a great game play on offense, and I think he's going to have a better coaching. I think he'll bounce back as much as any other Saints player would. So I'll take Sean Payton over um, Frank Reich. This Hopefully Dennis Allen can bounce back, put a nice game plan there. So that would be big. The Colts just put Adam Vinatieri on IR, so they have Chase McLaughlin there, and um, they have Rigoberto Sanchez as their punter again. I will definitely be so happy that the Saints have Will Lutz and Thomas Morstead. So many teams have had kicker problems this season. Just to have those two guys is huge. You're obviously taking them over the Colts guys. And then Naheem Hines, he's their kick returner, punt returner. How good has Deontay Harris played? We haven't talked about him. You know, he's played so good. He's been such a just just great linchpin to the Saints' uh, special teams crew. So with him, with um, all their guys on the punt team and the, the defense, with the special teams defending side, with Hardy and... Those guys, how good they've been playing. I, I, I just I think the Saints have a clear edge in special teams, and that will probably show in the game. So let's finish off this episode with our score prediction. I think the Saints are going to win this one 38-21. I think that the Saints will come out firing on all offense. I think Drew Brees will break uh, Peyton Manning's record. It should be a get-right game for the Saints, and I think this is the first Saints game in a while where they really just blow out a team. I think they'll score. I think the Colts will probably score a few garbage points in there, but... Again, I think the Saints have this get-right game. I think they'll be ready to go, and they'll kind of, on a national stage, get right back to where they want to be. So show the public that they're a good team and they're not pretenders, and I think they will do that in this game. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Twitter, at the this on Instagram, at Discussion. Listen to us on basically any uh, hosting platform, Spotify, um, iTunes, Google Play, all that fun stuff. And uh, now we're kind of going into that 37-minute range. These last two episodes have been long, but these episodes will be a little longer because we're talking about the playoff uh, picture here, and I think that's really integral to talk about. But uh, I think this was a good episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?